Take your Bibles, if you will, and turn to the book of Luke tonight, if you will, chapter number 24, and I want to preach a little bit on the Emmaus disciples in Luke chapter 24, beginning in verse number 13. And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about the three or four furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. What great things happened. Amen. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. If you're saved tonight, I'm glad, praise God, he's going with you. I'm glad he's with you. Whatever you're going through, he's with you. And I praise the Lord for that. But the Bible said, but their eyes were holden that they should not know him. And he said unto them, what manner of communications are these that you have one to another as you walk and are sad? Now I want us to go on down. I'm going to, I'm going to be uh, preaching from these verses, but I want you to look again. I mean, look at verse number 25. And then we'll look at verse number 32. The Bible says, Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe, all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ who hath suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Now in verse number 30, let's read verse number 31. And their eyes were open, and they knew him and he vanished out of their sight. And uh, the Bible says, And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us? Hallelujah. That's the kind of revival that we need. Amen. Knowing Jesus and let him burn in our hearts. And, and the Bible says, While he talked with us by the way, and he opened to us the Scriptures. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this good day. I'm glad this is a day which the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it because we're saved and we're sealed into the day of redemption. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege to be in the house of the Lord tonight. What a real blessing. Thank you, Lord, for the good fellowship, the good singing, Lord, that we've had tonight. Now, Lord, I pray that you would touch me and I pray, Lord, you'd fill me afresh and anew with the Holy Spirit and the power of God tonight. And, Lord, I pray if there's anybody in this building tonight that's lost, undone, headed toward a devil's hell, the Holy Spirit of God would speak to their heart. And, Lord, let them see the need to repent of their sin. Call upon the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be saved. Lord, I pray there's one here tonight that's in a backslid condition this would be the time the Holy Spirit of God would speak to them, Lord, and they would see the need to get back in fellowship with the Lord. And we'll thank you and love you and praise you now. Lord, would you truly revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee. And we'll love you and thank you and praise you for all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. I want to preach a little while tonight, my friend, on the Emmaus Disciples. But I want to read just a little bit about the doctrine of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
I'm glad we're not serving a dead Savior. I'm glad we're serving a living Savior. And you'll find the doctrine of the revelation, my friend, it's looked for in faith in the book of Job chapter 19, verse number 25. It's taught in the Old Testament. It is denied by the Sadducees. It is affirmed by Jesus Christ, John 5, 28 and 29, illustrated by Lazarus in John 11 and verse 23 through verse number 44, explained away by false teachers in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 18, questioned by some in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse number 12, mocked at by the heathen in Acts 17 and verse number 32, proclaimed by Paul in the book of Acts chapter number 24 and verse 14 and 15, believed by Christian people. Aren't you glad that you are a believer in the death and burial and resurrection of our wonderful Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? But I want us to notice their walk, if you will. The Bible said here in verse number 15, and, came, and it came to pass that while they continued or communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with him. And then the Bible said in verse 16, but their eyes were holding that they should not see him or know him. And he said unto them, what manner of communication are these that you have one to another as you walk and are sad? They were walking with a sad heart. My friend, there's a lot of people. I know a lot of people tonight that are saved by the grace of God but they're walking with a sad heart. And no doubt everybody in this building, you know somebody tonight that has a sad heart. They're walking with the Lord Jesus Christ, but they have a sad heart. No doubt, no doubt there's many in the church tonight that you have a sad heart. You made your way to the house of God tonight, but when you came through these doors, you had a sad heart. My friend, the word sad means gloomy. It means mournful. And we're all sad at times in our life. There's been some times in my life I've been saved for over 52 years now and passing the same church, my friend, for almost 47 years. And there's been some sad days in my life. But I found out, thank God, Brother Tim, that my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is with me in my sad days and he's with me in my glad days. I'm glad I've had more glad days being saved than I have sad days. But oh, what a difference when Jesus passes by, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. I'm glad, thank God, he cares for old hell-bound, hell-deserving sinners. But I'm glad, thank God, he cares for you and I that are saved by the grace of God. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Your neighbors may not care for you. Some of your family members may not care for you. But I'm glad Jesus cares for you. I'm glad he'll always care for us. But we find, my friend, that the word sad means gloomy and mournful. And when something or things happen to us that we just don't understand. Jesus said, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. And that word always means when you can understand God 
And when you cannot understand God, when you can feel God and when you cannot feel God, when you can trust God, my friend, at all times, God will hear and answer our prayer as we pray. But we find, my friend, that death causes us to be sad. Nobody likes to, my friend, uh, leave, I mean, have a loved one that dies and goes on to be with the Lord. But the Bible says, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. But I'm glad he's with us in life. I'm glad he's with us, my friend, in death. Hallelujah. And so the death, my friend, uh, with a loved one goes on to be with the Lord is a time of sadness. It's a time of separation. It's a time of stepping into another world. But we find, my friend, that doubt will cause you to be a sad person. The devil wants us to doubt, but Jesus wants us to shout. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And so we find that distress will cause you to be sad. And a lot of things that cause distress in our life. But I'm glad God is greater than death. He's greater than doubt. He's greater than distress, ladies and gentlemen. Let me ask you something tonight. Are you sad? This is a good time if you're sad. This is a good time and a good place to get glad. Hallelujah. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Boy, I tell you, I was all excited this morning about going to church. Been all excited this afternoon about coming here in this church. Oh, I was glad. Oh, yes, I didn't go. i never been to Sunday school but one time in my life until I got saved when I was 53, uh, 23 years old. Not 53, praise God. But I'm so glad that God put a desire in my heart to want to go to church. Nobody's ever had to knock on my door by the grace of God and tell me that it's church time on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. I'm just glad that I'm able physically to go to the house of the Lord. Oh, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves, the others, the man of some is, but exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. Isn't it a blessing to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Thank God to have good health. And if your health is not so good, it's still good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. So we ought to go to church, my friend, and walk in with gladness. Walk in with thanksgiving that we've been saved and our sins have been washed away, washed away, amen, to be remembered no more. Hallelujah. And then, my friend, we ought to serve the Lord uh, with gladness. In Psalm chapter number 100 and verse 1 and verse number 2. You know, you won't accomplish much, and I won't accomplish much uh, serving the Lord if I don't do it in gladness and happiness. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath foreordained that we should walk in them in Ephesians 2 and in verse number 10. And so, my friend... Many sad people are in this world today, but Jesus was walking with the immense disciples and he knew that they were sad and brokenhearted. Do you have a sad heart tonight? Don't you want to get rid of that sad heart? Praise God and come to the altar tonight and get your glad heart and keep on walking for the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I like what the Bible says over in the book of Galatians chapter number 5. If you'll turn there, let me read you uh, two or three verses of Scripture here. In uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, in verse number 22, uh, 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Hallelujah. 
and joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such, there is no law. I remember June the 28th, 1970, when I walked down the aisle at the Brimsgrove Baptist Church, lost, undone, without God, headed toward a devil's hell, called on the Lord, and the preacher said, do you come this morning to get saved? Do you want Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? I said, I do. I'm a sinner. I'm lost, and I'm going to hell. I want God to save me right now. And guess what? He did it right there and right then. Saved my soul for Jesus' sake. Hallelujah. And I don't ever want to get over it. So we find, my friend, that it was a walk of sadness. Now, I, don't, I, I believe I asked you this one time. How many of you just, how many of you know somebody tonight? They're saved and they're walking with the Lord, but they're sad. Would you just raise your hand all over the building? All over the building. We got good news for them. They don't have to stay that way. Praise God, they can get changed. Amen. And so we find, my friend, the walk is a sad walk. And they said with a sad heart. And then we find, my friend, in verse number 25, that they had a slow heart. Oh, yes, my friend. They had a real slow heart. Notice, if you will, in uh, verse number 28, the sad heart, uh, Clifford said, answered him and said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem? I mean, they had a hard time believing in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Here Jesus is walking beside of them and talking with them. And then, my friend, he said, they said, you're just a stranger. I'm going to tell you, he's more than a stranger. He may be a stranger to you if you're lost and done without God, but you and I that are saved by the grace of God, he's not a stranger, he's our Savior. Hallelujah. What a Savior. And look what they said in uh, verse uh, number uh, 18. It said, And hath not known these things which are come to pass there in uh, these days? And he said to them, What, what things? Boy, he, he knew what he was doing. I'm telling you, it gets better. Amen. I mean, a lot of people, they complain a lot about, you know, can't remember and, forget this and forget that and forget the other. And somebody will come up and say, man, cheer up, brother. It's going to get worse. <laughs> it's time we said it's going to get better, praise God. But sometimes when we think it's going to get better, it does get worse. <laughs> but look what he said here. And what things? And they uh, said unto him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and the rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should uh, uh, redeem Israel. And beside all this, the day is the third day since these things were done. That word, the, those two words, these things, is used many times in the scripture. Amen. But it happened just like Jesus said it would happen. 
It happened just like it was prophesied in the Old Testament that it was going to happen. I'm glad it happened, aren't you? Amen. Hallelujah. I was reading this the other day, and I got all excited. I said, that happened, and he promised it would happen, and he's promised he's coming back again, and praise God, he's never broke a promise, and this could be the night that he comes back for every child of God sitting in this building. But if he comes back tonight, and you're not saved by the grace of God, you're going to sit right where you are. I'm glad, praise God, I'm going up, 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 hallelujah, when Jesus comes, and you are too if you're saved by God's amazing grace. Boy, he's given him something, isn't he? He's given him the word of God. The Bible said in verse number 22, Yea, and certain women of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher. Hallelujah. And when they found his, found not his body. You know why they didn't find his body? It wasn't in there. Hallelujah. And it will never have to go back in there. That was a barred tomb. I just need it for three days and three nights, and you can have it back. Hallelujah. But it was a blessed tomb, amen, and a barn tomb. He was empty when they got there. Where's he at? We can't find him. He was walking with two of his disciples. Now look what the Bible says. Found him not. Hey, I'll ask you something. Has he found you? i tell you what I did. The Sunday morning I got saved, Brother Tim, I went, to that, I went to that church that morning convicted of sin, and I wanted to get saved that morning. I had a dear friend of mine witness to me on that Saturday before that I got saved, and we sat in the car. We rode together to work that Saturday morning, and he said, before you get out the car, Brother Paul, he said, let me tell you a little bit about Jesus how that he loves you, and tears are running down his face. And I'm going to tell you, that, that kind of cut me real deep in my heart. Here's a man, a saved Baptist deacon, that loves, you know, saved Baptist deacons, they're deacons, they're not deacons. <laughs> I know some of them, but, well, we, that's another story. But here, here I was, a sinner, I'd been witness to, I got under conviction reading gospel tracts, take the gospel tracts home and get my Bible, my wife's Bible and I said, I want you to find these verses in this Bible and see if they correspond with what's in this gospel tract and they sure did. Brother Sammy Allen said, Brother Paul, I'll tell you what tracts will do, they'll track you. Amen. They tracked me right on down to the altar. Amen. Boy, I went there, I went there this morning. I told him, I said, on that Saturday, Saturday afternoon, I said, I'm going to church tomorrow again. And I told my wife, and I got home, I said, we're going to church tomorrow. She said, really? I said, yeah, I'm going again. And praise God, that's the morning I got saved by the grace of God. What happened? Jesus passed by. I like that old song. Oh, what a difference since Jesus passed by. Since Jesus passed by, since Jesus passed by, well, oh, what a difference since Jesus passed by. Well, I can't explain it, and I can't tell you why, but oh, what a difference since Jesus passed by. Praise God, he passed by my way that Sunday morning. I came in, I was sad. I was an old sinner going to hell, but I left out of that church that morning. I tell you, I was happy. I've never been that 
that happy in all of my days. Hallelujah. And God gave me a brand new song to sing. I'm glad it's still a joy to be saved. I'd still rather be an old time a Christian than anything I know. There's nothing like being saved. There's nothing like knowing that you're saved. You don't have to hope so, maybe so, guess so, even feel so. I'm glad the Bible says you got to know so salvation. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Woo! Amen. Thank God. I'm beginning to feel better all over than anywhere else. God is good. Oh, yeah. And the Bible says, And when they found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels which said he was alive. He's not dead. He's alive tonight. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives in my heart. Amen. If you're saved, he lives in your heart. And the Bible said in verse number, uh, verse number 24, and certain of them which were uh, uh, with us went to the sepulcher and found it even so as the uh, women had said, but they saw not. And the Bible says, then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe. All that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? He said, you're slow of heart. You're walking with a sad heart. Now you're walking with Jesus, my friend, with a slow heart. Slow to believe. Without faith, it is impossible to believe, my friend, and God, my friend, impossible to please God. And faith pleases God, and you know the Bible said, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The devil doesn't want me to hear the Bible. The devil doesn't want you to hear the word of God. The word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword, ladies and gentlemen. Hit a cut, my friend. Get right down where the rubber meets the road. Hallelujah. In Hebrews 4 and verse number 12. Oh, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scripture the things concerning himself. There's those two words again. The things, these things, and the things. We're getting some good things out of these verses of scripture. What a blessing. Amen. The word of God, they were slow to heart to believe. Well, somebody said you can doubt and do without, but you can believe and shout. Amen. Boy, aren't you glad you're a believer? Amen. He opened their blinded eyes in verse number 26. You know, I was blinded to the things of God until I was 23 years old. I mean, over in the Bible, in the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter number 3, I want, to, I want you to I want to show you something. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and verse number 3, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. I was living on the show's road whenever I got saved. But the only person that ever come to my door and knocked on my door to invite me to a revival meeting was only one person the years that I lived there. Nobody ever told me about the Lord. The church that I went to has grown up as, uh, with mom and daddy. They went to a church that did not even believe 
in Sunday school. They wouldn't even let their children go to Sunday school. Some of their children was invited to go to, to Sunday school. We don't believe in Sunday school. I do. Thank God for Sunday school. How many of you got saved in Sunday school? Raise your hand. Okay, none of you. <laughs> no, I think I saw one or two back there. Amen. But what a, what a, what a foundation to have our children in Sunday school. Amen, to hear the word of God. But anyway, if our gospel, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Thank God for the B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. I'll stand alone on the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E, the 1611 King James. Amen. Amen. Not the good news for modern monkeys. Amen. God is good, ain't he? Thank God for the word. He opened their blinded eyes. Psalm 119. I've got to get out of here in just a little bit, but let me give you this. Psalm 119. Now, let me turn over there, if you will, quickly and give you one verse of Scripture, and then we'll, we'll proceed on, if you will, please. In, in Psalm 119 and verse number 18, I believe, is a word that I want to, uh, that I want to give to you tonight. Psalm 119. And 19 and verse number 18. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. And that's talking about the word of God. Look at verse number 130. If you'll turn over just one page and look what the Bible has to say. The entrance of thy words giveth light. He giveth understanding unto the simple. And then I like what verse number 140 says. Thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. And the Bible says in Psalm 119, verse number 97, Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day long. He said in Psalm 119, verse number 89, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. I'm glad, praise God. I got the word of God settled in my heart. Hallelujah. And the devil can't change it. What a blessed Savior that we serve. He opened their eyes, and he opened, my friend, he opened their understanding in verse 45. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the Scriptures. Now, I don't know of anybody that, my friend, that uh, uh, knows everything about the Bible. It's not the... It's not the part of the Bible that we don't understand that bothers us. It's the part that we do understand that bothers us. And you can understand all that you want to. Say amen. I like it. I like to hear preachers cut it straight. I want to show you a verse of Scripture over here. Have I got a few more minutes, brother? Okay, but what, two and a half? Okay. All right. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, and verse number 15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing 
the word of truth, which is the word of God. That word divided means to cut it straight. Hallelujah. Cut it straight, brother. That's what you have behind this pulpit, a preacher that cuts it straight. Amen. And that's what needs to be behind every pulpit is the word of God preach and preach it as it is to men, women, boys and girls as they are without apology. Dr. Harold B. Seitler said to us preacher boys one day, he said, you need to pray. You need to ask God to give you a message. And then he said, you need to pray some more and pray some more. And go behind the pulpit and preach what God has laid on your heart and then go home, go to bed, go to sleep and let God take care of the rest of it. Now that's hard to do sometimes. He even said that and he was a pastor for years. Amen. A lot of times we go home, we go to bed, we roll and tumble, 7 o'clock next morning, we're still awake. Rolling <laughs> but God is good, ain't he? Amen. Then we find, my friend, they had a slow heart. They had a sad heart with a sad walk, and then they had a slow heart. But look what happened when, they, when Jesus explained the Scripture to them. Then we find that they have a shining heart. It, they, it goes from a sad heart to a shining heart. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which art in heaven. Matthew 5, 16. He brought us out of darkness and placed us in his marvelous light. And oh, thank God, what a difference, amen. Look at verse number 31. And their eyes were open, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way? And while he opened to us the scriptures, hallelujah. Now here's about three or four things that they did in this, in this verse of scripture, in verse 33. The Bible says, and they rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the 11 uh, gathered together and them that were with them saying, the Lord is risen. Indeed, praise God, he's alive. He's alive. And he's alive forevermore. The Lord is risen and hath appeared to Simon. And they told what things were done in the way and how he was known of them in breaking bread. Now they have a, a shining heart. They're worshiping God. They got up in verse number 33. Hallelujah. They got out. In verse number 33. And they begin to tell the story of the risen Lord in verse 34 and verse number 35. You say, what happened to them? They got revived. That's what happened to them. We'll do the same thing. When we get revived, we get up, we get out, we begin to tell the story of the risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When I got saved, I... I'm not boasting. I'm just doing what the Bible said do is to witness and knock on doors. We lived down the Shoals Road. We owned a house there for several years. When I got saved by the grace of God, I went down the Shoals Road all the way down to the river and all the way back up 
getting every house, leaving the gospel track. When people were there, we'd talk to them about the Lord, not just me, but two or three with us out visiting, knocking on doors. We're still knocking on doors. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, Brother Tim, I hope y'all don't think we're bragging anything, but uh, it was right, right after the uh, COVID and the COVID-19 and we had to stop there for a while knocking on doors and then we started back and one of our elderly people, he was, uh, I think he's, he, I know he's 91 years old now, and, but this has been just a couple of years ago and he went and knocked on the door and this lady came to the door and he said, uh, I'm from old Westside Baptist Church, want to come by? She said, I, I knew it was y'all. He said, how did you know it was? She said, I knew it was y'all before I ever came to the door. He said, how? She said, I know your knock. <laughs> and I asked myself the question, does anybody know my knock? Does anybody know my knock? Well, we ought to let people know that we still believe in knocking on doors and telling folk about Jesus. Hallelujah. So what happened? They got brightened up, they got cheered up, and they got glad up. <laughs> you know, glad up, that's an old Stokes County saying. If you're from Stokes County, you, you're a pretty good fella, especially if you get saved. This is what happened to the Emmaus disciples. May it happen to us. Somebody said this, and I'm through. And that's the first time I said I'm through tonight, all right? That's the first time. Most preachers, most preachers said five times before they really get through. Now I'm going to have to close after this. I read this little thing. It might have got down the sword of the Lord. Let's get fired up, light up, filled up, heads up. Let us wake up, sing up, preach up, pray up, pay up, stay up but never give up, amen, or let up, or back up, or shut up, until Christ, who was called up, shall come and call up the bride, amen, made up of redeemed sinners for whom the Lord was lifted up. So heads up, hallelujah. It's time to get up and get out and get busy telling the old, old story. What a Savior, brother. Come on, if you will, please.